Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Nat. How are we going? We are good. And uh, it's just you and I in uh, podcast episode land today. Yep. Talking about a very important topic and one that we probably don't really talk about so much, unless you're Brene Brown, there's a little bit of a hint Mm -hmm. around vulnerability. Yeah, I don't think anyone likes to talk about their vulnerableness. That's a big word, isn't it? It is. And I think it's, and, you know, I think fantastic that Brene Brown has brought to light what vulnerability can be and the benefits of being vulnerable can be as well. And menopause as a life phase and as a topic really does encourage women to be vulnerable at some point or other, Mm. either with themselves, with their family or their friends, or even in their workplace, as we talk a lot about. So we want to talk about vulnerability and what that might look like for you and, and also for us as well, and how you might be able to use your vulnerability to have these conversations and, and really be open about who you are and, and what you're experiencing. Mm. My, my mind's ticking over. I um, I think I think the vulnerability at this space of life really does start with yourself and it can really, and it, it impacts your confidence, doesn't it? Like if you've been a fairly confident person, or even if you haven't, but if you've been on a trajectory where you, you know, you, you know what you do day in, day out, and then some of these symptoms start to raise their head and, um it just brings around that vulnerability about how you do life and then how that gets seen by other people around you um, as well. So, yeah, it's a really interesting one. Mm. And we know as well that there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of fear, a lot of silence around this phase of life and the impact and, and also the flow on that the symptoms have, as you said, around confidence around our ability to function and thrive and continue to do all the things that we want to do and and I might be generalizing here but you know for women who are going through it a lot of them are hiding what they're experiencing Mm. and we're not talking about it we're not really openly sharing what it is that we're experiencing, what the flow-on effect of those symptoms are and such a fear about it isn't there is because you haven't experienced them before so That's fear it. also comes into it's like you know what the hell's going on here? This hasn't happened. Um, you know, if you look at your, your your normal cycle, you know, month in, month out, month out. If you've been, you know, a regular, if you've been a regular cycle person, well, that can really you know um, put fear into you. Gosh, is there something wrong? Mm. Not realizing that the symptom could be you know part of that entry into perimenopause. It mm. can it can really look so, like so many things in so many different ways. Mm, definitely, and I think as you touched on. We have to, in the first instance, be vulnerable with ourselves mm. and be vulnerable to admit that this is what I'm going through. I mean, think about, you know, even when you just get the common cold or the flu and, mm. and as women, and you and I often talk a lot about, we just can't afford to be sick. No, no, so we don't have time for it. No, do we? we don't have time for it. And when we do, which we don't get sick that often, but no. when we do, it's an absolute pain in the ass. 
And we try and push it and say, no, no, I can't be getting sick. You know, I, I do all the things to make me well. I couldn't possibly be sick. But then there is that level of vulnerability where you have to connect and say, okay, this is what it is. This is what I'm feeling. Actually let all those feelings and those emotions come to the surface and experience what you're actually going through. Yeah. And accept and be accepting. Well, I don't know if accepting, accepting is the right word, but just sort of take them on board and go, okay, um, I feel it, I see it, I, you know, I hear it. What does that look like for me moving forward? And that's I think that's the power of admitting that you can be vulnerable but in a positive way mm. as well. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And it's about coming back to you and accepting, as you said, accepting where you are, but being okay with where you are as well. Mm. I think that's probably the biggest piece of vulnerability for women themselves is not having that um, being okay with where you are. And I think that's a really good point, Nat, because that really comes into the the positive aspect and mindset that we would love to see women, um, you know, take on board with the whole learning and education around this time of life. Mm. Um, Just be accepting of it. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, vulnerability extends out to how vulnerable are you being with your partner, with your family, with your friends, with your work colleagues, and they're different relationships, right? But all of those relationships do require a sense of vulnerability Mm. because what we see and we know that women are not feeling supported through this phase of life. And the only way that we can feel supported is firstly to have that education about what we're going through and why we're going through it, Mm -hmm. being vulnerable with ourselves, having that acceptance. Then can we then reach out to those people that we work with or live with to be vulnerable and open about what it is that they're feeling and that they're experiencing. I mean, we see, and I've heard many times from women who never talk to their partner about their Mm. menstrual cycles, their husband's never known when they've had a period. Um, (laughs) It's ridiculous. There's Um, never been conversation about, you know, what they're feeling around, um, you know, their menstrual cycles like PMS, for example. And then you think to come into this phase and to feel completely isolated and not having the comfort or the safety or the vulnerability to actually open up and say, this is what I'm feeling. It's interesting, though, because it's part of that whole, I I just mentioned the word that's ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. I don't mean it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we've got so much history that precedes the way that we think and act around, you know, having a normal menstruation cycle or whatever symptoms that we have. And it it's really sad that we can't be more open in relation to explaining how we feel or what we're going through uh, with our partner or family members or friends or workplace for that matter. Mm, you mm, know, mm. it's, um, yeah, it's very frustrating. It is. And when, you know, you said ridiculous and let's put it in inverted commas, mm. it, it is that we are at this point in 2022 and we still don't have that level of comfort and of course it comes from societal expectations generations of information and misconceptions about female body and our cycles and everything and that is where it's ridiculous right yeah and it goes more but yet we're having the conversations with and i we bang on about this obviously with our other podcasts and the work we do but we're having those difficult conversations um, with so many other subjects that have been, you know, shrouded in secrecy and whatever you want to call it in the past, we're now having them. So it just really shows that we need to be opening up and embracing that vulnerability to be able to move forward. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And I guess in talking about vulnerability, what we want to get you thinking about is 
what impact is not being vulnerable about your experience doing to you, doing for you, doing to, for your relationships, doing for your your health, your your livelihood, your work? Because when we're not being open and true about what we're feeling or experiencing, we are actually hiding things about ourselves, and mm. we're suppressing that information. We're suppressing that openness about us, and of course. That does bring a guard up. It does build a wall. It does stop us actually really deeply connecting with people on a, on a different level, mm. which can be impactful. And is it impactful? Hugely impactful. And again, when you come back to our five pillar framework of, you know, the self, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, that if we're not being open and we're not sharing and we're not connecting, well, that impacts our emotional health. Mm. That's we're then fighting against our own value system as well. So, you know, we're we're not feeling aligned to how we want to live life because we're we're being hidden. Yeah. Which then of course flows into our mental health and then eventually shows up and manifests in physical health, right? Which might be sickness or illness or, yeah. or disease. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, as well, which got me thinking, and I flash back to um, earlier in the week, that when we're open and vulnerable, we actually have the opportunity to then set our expectations so that we're not disappointed as well. So I'll give you a very trivial example. So I was busy cooking dinner Monday night and my husband, he's a plumber, so he does a physical job. So by the end of the night, he's, and buggered. he's buggered. And we've spoken about how men, you know, their energy yeah. levels drop. But there he is on the couch watching TV, flicking on his phone. And he did ask, do I, does he need any help? Do I need any help? And I said, no, no. But then I could see that I was getting frustrated yes. because I wanted to be sitting on that couch too. I kept this feeling all the time. As much as I'm, you know, happy, love cooking dinner and filling my family's you, belly. You were thinking, oh, it'd be lovely to sit down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a normal thought. That's right. Yeah. But then it got me thinking, you know what, I wasn't being open about how I was feeling. Mm. I wasn't open about my expectations of what I expected of him at, at that moment. And so then, of course, I was naturally very disappointed. And um, and look, you know, I, I let that feeling go up once we sat down. But I could see that, yeah, I was getting disappointed. But yeah. it came back to me not being open around how I was feeling and not setting those expectations that, yes, I want you to get up your ass and help me. And you know, <laughs> that's such a good example because as women, we tend to do that, whether we're in perimenopause or menopause or you know, the faces before it, we tend to do a lot of that. You know, we take on all that. Oh, you won't say no to things. You take on everything that you, you know, that you think that you need to be doing and it's, we don't share the load. No, no, that's right. Mm. So imagine if you're in, I guess, a state where you are really struggling mm. and perhaps you are feeling like you just, I don't know, maybe lacking some confidence or you're just feeling like you really just can't function on a certain day, but you keep going. And you're not sharing that information with those around you. You're trying to keep up with, you know, what you've always done and what you've done the do day it. before. I can do it. I don't need anyone's yeah. help. I don't need to let, you know. And is it is it about admitting your vulnerability that you don't want to be doing, but in fact it can be the most, it can be the best thing you could possibly do? Exactly. That's yeah. right. Because we then can set that expectation. We can then, you know, everyone can be aware of what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, and then move through the day mm. and seek that support that you need. Mm. And, you know, again, we've spoken and to come back into the family context, we've spoken to men who have just, you know, loved the fact that they learn about this phase of life and, and what they could possibly do to support their partner or sister or, or work colleague. So information really is 
power, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And it really is about embracing the vulnerability and not to shy away or hide from it. Um, and imagine how how more how impactful that can be to you individually if we were to embrace that vulnerability. And sometimes, look, I think um, on a personal note, sometimes I probably embrace my vulnerability too much <laughs> and you might overshare. But you know what? That's just part and parcel of it. If it makes you feel better, you know what? Go for it. Um, don't hold back. And, you know, you can be the the judge of where you what you do want to share, but admitting some of, or, you know, um, sharing some of that vulnerability can really help your mental health, as you mentioned, you know, that flow on effect, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual and how that transcends into your physical and and just how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Mm, Yeah. And I wanted to bring your attention to a particular framework, which I'll talk through very loosely, and I'll actually pop the image link Mm. into the show notes, but it's called the Jahari Window. And I talk a lot about this framework in an emotional intelligence context and particularly around building self-awareness, because that's essentially what we're we're trying to do here as we transition through this phase of life is build that self-awareness around what we need, our emotions, the triggers, um, and the support. So the Jahari window has got four quadrants and there's the blind self, the open self, the hidden self, and the unknown self. So the blind self is information about you that you don't know, but others do know. So perhaps there's been a conversation go on about you and you're not privy to it, right? So that's that's the blind self to you. The open self is information about you that both you and others know. So for example, again, people know your name, they know perhaps your birthday, they know your family. So we're very open about that information. The hidden self is information about you that you know, but others don't know. So again, let's put it in the context of perimenopause or menopause. You know that you are going through perimenopause, but those around you do not know. And that's the hidden self. And then there's the unknown self, which is information about you that neither you nor others know. And generally, generally, we could relate that to things in the future, right? We we don't know what's going to happen in the future, and there's information out there, and, and we can't change that at, at this present time. What we want to do, and what I love about this framework, is that it highlights that where am I hiding information about myself? Where am I being really open about myself? And where perhaps can I then start to use this information to build my self-awareness, um, understand myself more, but also nurture better relationships, connect with people on a, on a deeper level, um, have that, that greater sense of connection with others. I mean, you know, you think about, you know, we're hardwired to belong and to be part of a tribe and part of a community. And when we can be aware of the information people know about us or don't know about us, that can actually make or, or break relationships. Mm-hmm. So as I said, with this Jahari window, it, it, affords the opportunity to see, okay, where where could I perhaps share a little bit more knowing that it's going to create a deeper relationship with this person, that it's then going to help support um, my ongoing health as well and the support that I need. It's a bit like our pillars in a way, like in, the, in the sense that you don't have to be doing all of them at once. So the beauty of this is that you can look at and go, well, where can I focus my attention to 
or what can be a focus to me, you know, mm. at the moment or uh, given how I'm feeling or mm. um, in relation to that vulnerability that I'm experiencing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And what we want to do with that quadrant is really open up that open self quadrant. That's the whole point of it, right, is seeing where am I hiding myself where can I be more open, knowing that it's going to support and improve communications, improve expectations. It's going to support greater, you know, context around, you know, not being disappointed or feeling resentful if something doesn't go to plan. Um, it's just a really powerful framework. So to close, and I saw a fantastic post on LinkedIn from a woman that I'm connected with because it is um, Diwali celebration yes, at is. the moment. Yes. And I'll put my hand up to say I'm not very um, across what that celebration or meaning of that celebration is, but I'm I'm learning a little bit more, particularly from this post. And her post talked about the fact, you know, where can you let light in? Mm. As a, as a context, where could you let more light in? And then, you know, what do you need to help you let more light in? You know, is there is there some information? Is there some learning? Is there some awareness? Is there some vulnerability that you could bring to the conversation when you next next connect with someone? I just loved um, so her simple, post. Isn't it? Yeah, where can you let mm. light in? And then, of course, I couldn't finish this episode without quoting Brene Brown, given oh, we opened up with Brene Brown. And I'm reading um, Atlas of the Heart, which mm. is a great book, Lise. And her quote uh, at the end of the first Tell, chapter. Are you reading it or listening to listening it? Listening to it. Of course. I read the books. Nat listens to the yes. books. Yeah. <laughs> and her quote is, vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. Mm. And when you think about, you Beautiful know, way. this conversation, mm it really is coming into your courage. And again, when people say, how do I start this conversation? It's it's being courageous yep. and now also being vulnerable. Love it. Great way to finish it off now. Thanks again. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.